Okay, right in the altar, we are holding on Dafyudzain, I believe. Yes? Because we did that? So just to sum up what we, we did, the, the altar was speaking about that the only way to reinstall, to reinstate, the the correct balance of where ter, what role Torah plays and on a hierarchy of values where it's placed is by rebuilding the yeshivas and the way you, only way to rebuild the yeshivas is, is because there's this antagonism between the world outside and the world within one has to absolutely isolate oneself in order to build that inner world so that the being starts to function in a healthy and normal fashion. Then what the altar does is he says that that's comparable, a person now being in yeshiva is comparable to the choice that Adam Arishon made. That being in yeshiva is Kain Gan Eden. That when you hear, so the distractions and the temptations and the seductions of the world are not present and you can see things clearly. You know what is and what isn't. You see the futility of the world outside there. Koinak! Koini Koinaks! Do you want to come sit here? Tachnon? Long Tachnon today, Um. So you see, so it was a Kain, the Adam Arisha and Koinim when a person is Mashkia and Shakua, he's enveloped and he's delving into Torah, so then everything appear, appears to be clear and it doesn't pull him. However, when he gets involved in the world, everything gets tsugamished. It gets mixed up. And therefore, if the Rebbeinah Shalom said to the Adam, don't take a chance, don't think you'll be able to stand up to the test, and it was because he fell into the hands of the evil serpent that he went and got involved in the world. And as a result, he lost his elevated status will go from the top of Yudches Utmunazu, the last third last word on the line. Utmunazu Srichalamdainu, that vision needs to teach us Do not make do not be seduced into making a mistake. Do not think for one second that will be that the world outside will not affect us and that we'll be able to connect to that world and still survive. Al Nishkak Noisa of our Korev. Don't forget the recent past. That any person that tried to bind together the world outside and the world inside, the Yeshiva Shavelt, he lost his Torah entirely. Not only did it not help him, his Torah became his poison. And as he goes on, he says, as we said yesterday, that who were the people that actually undid and were, became the greatest enemies of the yeshivas or was the people that were once inside the yeshivas. So it's an interesting historical path that we've taken. As I said, as we perhaps discussed briefly yesterday, let's just finish off this paragraph and then we'll maybe reflect. 
אם לא רק מי ששון הפירש, כמו אמר חז"ל, שון הפירש כמו שמכולם. פרסון שון הפירש זה דיסקריפשן של פרסון שפעם למד ומן הוא למדים. ומה הרס וסיב את פירש? אז למה הוא תקע ליב? הלא רק זה שרצה לפסוח על שתי סעיפים, כי אלא נזכר היסוד הנ"ל, remember this foundation, כי אין לנו בעולם אלינו, we only have in our world, אלא הישיבה והתורה בלבד, all we have is ישיבה ותורה, ונזעמץ להרים את הישיבה של מדרגה, ישיבה של קדמוניה, let's try to lift up the ישיבה של מה שהם היו, ואף כי התקופה הנכוח הזה אייס אחרת לגמרי, even though we're in a very different time, הנה בהמשך הזמן תספר שאת צורת התקופה ותקבע את צורת הישיבה של קדמוניה, we'll be able to re-establish what the ישיבה הזו if we rebuild it, but if we try to live this life of compromise and try to be half in the ישיבה, one foot in and one foot out, so then we will surely have both feet out and be vanquished by the currents of the world which are prevalent outside. What do you say to that, Shemelka? So you're saying I should either learn ישיבה No, garnished. Either, are you in or are you out? Like Eliyahu Novi. Eliyahu Novi said to the Baal, what do you want to be? He said, Im la Baal, bevakasha, go be over the Baal. Im le lo kim, le lo kim. But don't be pushed out of shtas ife. He said earlier that the way it works is that Yeshiva's caused this... ההסכולה Haskalah trying to uproot Torah. So you I could... Mean, you this could is, if anything, it's worse. Why, is it, why would it be... No, in other words, it's Pashtus, it's worse. But in other words, not, but let's figure out why it's worse. Over then, when they fought Torah, and people were openly opposed to Torah, so then there was an element of Torah's, Torah had enough Hashivas, enough Hashivas to be battled against. Now it's like, it's a non-issue. It's a much deeper, deeper problem for many. The truth is, though, there are still many Baruch Hashem who are very vehemently opposed to yeshivas. <laughs> it gives us chizok. Because it's... There's actually... In Israel, Israel, Israel is one of the countries where you still see how alive spirituality is. And you see it from the fact that there's so much machlokas amongst secular and religious. Someone told me that he was once in the Dutch parliament and they would, um, he was in person in the Dutch parliament. He saw it all. And he... One of, from time to time, one of the clerics of the church would get up and give a fiery musadrosha. And everyone in the audience would like nod. So then you know the religion's dead. Someone stands up and they say everything. And, and in Eretz Yisrael, the person, every single person stands up and every single other person attacks him. In Eretz Yisrael, there is absolutely nothing which isn't a religious machlokas. There's nothing. The zoo, <laughs> the public transport, <laughs> any single facet has some type of religious 
What's farming? The what are they with the zoo? The zoo. First of all, if it's open on Shabbos, and what the animals eat. Ah. All the animals belong to a coin, and they feed them trimmer tomato. A coin owns a zoo? In the, okay. in the zoo, there's this animal which looks pig-like in its features. So obviously the animal was, 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 was abused. Stop. So they've got a sign outside where the animal is, what the animal is, and then expressly saying, V'zelo chazir, this is not a pig, and then in Yiddish, Dos is nishkein chazir. <laughs> it's the only sign that has Yiddish as well, but they're not taking any chances. It's called Tarbat Chaim, they protect this poor animal. Funny. And the zoo is owned by coin. No, the, animals. The, animals, the animals, the animals. Yeah. We get to everything of the eyes of religious history, so that's, that's quite encouraging. But the, the point is that the world outside, I think even today, by and large, the world outside is antithetical to Yeshiva. In other words, the world outside preaches a completely different set of values. And therefore, if a person, let's say, tries to... Let's just, let's just open this up. It's a bit of a sticky point. But let's say a person wants to go into the corporate world. You want to go and involve yourself in, in, in normal business. So, so then you suck into your bones a whole new set of corporate values. Which means the issue is to rise up in the... In, in, the, in the echelons of the company. The issue is to make as much money as you can. The issue is to have the fanciest cars, clothes, watches, noses, as... What, what? <laughs> it's, it's, it's about something. It's not about Olam Haba, the kitsa. It's not about Olam Haba. The corporate world doesn't have this major thrust for Shleimus HaOdom. As far as I know, I haven't been there myself. But the feeling I get is that's not really the... Major, any of you say differently? Just a different type of shameless. But that shameless Adam is the exact opposite to what our shameless Adam is. They're building, they're building a different self to the, the self that we're trying to build. We're trying to build a self whereby there is. Okay, it goes back. Good. Let's, let's, it, goes back, it goes back to an essential definition of self. Is the self built from stuff which can be measured and evaluated or is a self built on a depth of perception which is completely ineffable, can't be uttered remember we've discussed many times before I'm sorry sorry to, to return to this topic but I think it's, 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 so, it's so applicable in so many areas we've discussed many, part, at many times how identity, who we are takes on five different levels it can start where a person the, the most, the outer level is a person finds his identity in his physical possessions the house he lives in the car he drives, the clothes he wears, the watch he wears the jewelry he wears, the deodorant he wears it's something which he buys and then he says this is me and if it's, if it's a higher level of acquisition, so he goes up in his own mind, it was his identity feels a bigger person, meaning he locates himself in something that he bought in a shop. Now, as pathetic as that may sound, that you can actually buy your identity in a shop, even if the shop is selling Ferraris, I don't care. It's still pathetic. Because it means that you buy your identity in that shop. So what happens when your Halila Vachas car crashes? So then you're dead. Good chunk of you, at least. It's like an amputation. So that's the first level, the most outer level of self, where a person's identity rests completely in his possession. You go one step further, inwards, and then a person is not as crass. His identity now rests in his body, in his facial features, 
and in the physical physique of his body. So the fact that he has this kind of face, with this kind of hairstyle, with this kind of bicep is significant. Again, that's ridiculous because generally that's a very temporary kind of thing and often, often causes tremendous problems because people can't change their faces. Well, they couldn't. Now, going to the right plastic surgeon, can these do a little bit of that? Can undo a little bit of the damage? But you understand how inherently harmful it is that a person looks in the mirror and he says, no, this is wrong, let me fix it. That's not so great. But you know, his identity itself is so rest in, in, his, in his body that he can't even identify with the body that he has, so he tries to replace it. So even his own body doesn't belong to him. It belongs to some type of, some type of external value of handsomeness. Ooh, so pathetic. But kids, uh, that's the next level in where a person rests his identity in his body. You go one step further and then a person rests his identity in his emotions, in his personality. He's an outgoing, friendly chap. And that's where he finds his sipuk nafshi and that's where he finds that he identifies himself. He says, no, I'm not as shallow as possessions. No, I'm not as shallow as body. It's my personality which makes me who I am. Still, of course, that's, that's, that's not who you are ultimately. Personality is a, is, a, is, a, is a gamut of all different things and that causes complications when a person believes that his personality is his essence. Some people go even deeper and they say, no, what's my essence is my intellectual awareness, my ability to conceive and to understand and to, uh, and to reason and to evaluate. And those high lofty things is what makes me myself. But again, when a person dies, all those things are eaten by worms. So if that's you, that means the you is dead. The minute you associate your identity with anything from intellect all the way down to possessions, it means that you've declared yourself as a mortal being and you are complete and total kofer in what's called Hashorah Sanefesh. If your identity lies in any of those four things, even if it's in your Seichel HaGadol V'Hanoira, it makes a difference because when you die, that dies. So that means anything which has a physical construct to it, even if it could be the construct of logic, which is the least of all concrete things, Soft call soft, it will perish. And therefore, if you feel that's who you are, so when you die, you die. Elamai, the essence of identity it begins. A person begins when the intellect stops and he realizes that there's a chilek of himself which can't be expressed through idea, it can't be expressed through, it can't, sorry, it can't be captured, it can't be captured in words and in logic, it can't be captured in emotion, it can't be captured in physicality and it can't be captured, certainly in possessions. However, when a person relates to that core of his being, that core of my being is so much bigger than intellect because it's a godly soul. And the godly soul formed, the God created logic. Logic is a creation. It's something external. It's not etzem. It's not intrinsic. So when a person connects to that chalik of himself, the chalik mimal, then he's found himself for the first time. When he does that, he realizes that his intellect doesn't make him who he is. And his intellect is just a key. It's a means of bringing out the neshama through his understanding and delving into the mysteries of Torah. He realizes his personality is not him. It's a key to express Midas toy voice to other people and to the Rebbein He realizes that his body is just a key to do chesed and to do mitzvahs. He realizes money is just a key to bring out the goals that the neshama embodies and manifests. Just like the Rebbein is sees and is unseen, just like the Rebbein Olam is hidden in Chadre Chadorim, so too our essence sees but is unseen, is hidden in Chadre Chadorim. 
Now, the minute the person understands that to get to himself, he has to destroy the persona which relies on expression of identity in anything external to self, from possessions right through to intellect, the more a person realizes that that destruction is needed in order to connect to the real self, the transcendent self, the self which never ever dies, when he realizes that, he stepped for the first moment into the existence of who he is, and then he has the first inkling of what Ruchnius means, and then he's able to transcend the temporal, illusory world that we live in. As long as a person puts his efforts into building those outer peripheries of self, he actually distorts and covers over and camouflages the inner self and almost it's as if he suffocates the flame that burns within. As a result, any person that puts effort into the construction of self outside from the deepest inner self, so he's in the process of an act of self-destruction. And that's the threat of this world that we live in. And the threat has never been greater. Because the sense of self which is projected out there is nowhere near, nowhere near. It doesn't even go to perhaps the level of intellect. It stops somewhere on the outskirts of personality and body. And therefore, when we try to build ourselves, those are the things we try to build. And that's tragic. That's tragic because it means that the deep joy, experience and liberation that lies at our fingertips, we avoid. And we don't ever access it. Not only that, many people will live a Jewish life for years and you mention this idea to them and say what? it's a chidush it's a chidush this is, this is before Jews in 101 chidush this should be the most basic and fundamental point that we're trying to get to because if you don't believe this and you don't experience this so then you do not believe there's life after death you do not believe there's tchiyas amazing so isn't that, isn't that one of the... Aren't those the Yud Gimel Ikrim? So how come you lived Judaism so long and you never knew this? Well, clearly you weren't living Judaism. So what were you living? You're living some type of conglomeration of nice ideas which fitted well into your personality. One second. I'll show the arrow. Someone bring the paint. Ha-Moshul Ha-Yadua. Yes, I'll be shalom. Didn't you say once before in a previous Musur Shir that your, your Sham is also not yourself? No. Yes, you did. No. Yes, you did. No. You did. It's not an argument. It's just contradiction. <laughs> you said that. You said because your neshama is, is. You're right. You're right. In other words, like this. Let, 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 let me qualify myself. Your neshama is yourself, but a person has a shikul. Either if you use, if you take your neshama, and you allow it to manifest in intellect, in emotion, in body, and in possession, so then, then you've concretized the, the, then you've owned the neshama, and that's taka when it becomes you. If you leave the neshama at a latent phase, even though that's your essential self, you can lose your essential self by not manifesting it through its kalim. But even if you're manifesting it, and you don't, I, I thought you said if your self is only the actualization of mm-hmm. the potential of your neshama. In other words, neshama, which is the ultimate potential, is, is not you. Your neshama's ultimate potential is you, but you can lose it. Ah. But you can lose it. So you know, at the end of your life, you measure how much of you came out. And but at each instant, aren't you only as much as you've already actualized? Each instant, you have the potential to actualize everything. And through that potential, that, that's you? Just because you have the potential? Yes, that's the essential you. 
as long as you have the possibility to reveal it, it's still you, it's still you, it's still you. It's just and only when you, when, it's, when you go to Olam Abayim, you've only actualized much death, that. But point of death, so that's the finality. So actually, really, your you becomes very much limited at the point of death. Unless you succeed. And then there's a people that completely lost the you, and that's called Gehenim, trying to, because Bokh with three is Chesed, Gehenim was created by the Midas of Chesed, to try get to, to assemble as much of the essential I that can be. So, Raboisa, I think that this is a this is a very basic thing. Now, it's, when you when you see that, and you see that these two worlds are going in opposite directions, the one world is headed towards the outskirts of self to build up the the possessions and the, the body and maybe the personality, whereas the other world is going in exactly the opposite direction, away from all that. So, when you try to live in this world and do that, so the chances are you'll fail dismally. So you have to think, well, what do you do? What do you do? What do you taka do? Says the altar, Va'al Yikshem. A person shouldn't it shouldn't be hard for him to become totally isolated from the world. And to become more and more enclosed in his little vacuum. And to put everything he can, the Knias into the acquisition of perfection. Don't think you won't be able to stand up to this madrega. When you look at the way people work, and look where people make a mistake, where they've been Torah in the world, and where do people get lost, whether it be physical or spiritual, the areas where the seichel doesn't get in, and people can't weigh them up, one would think that where you don't think that's where you'll fail, in places where you don't have to think, that's where you succeed. And in places where you do have to think, that's where you'll fail. A person fails when he has to weigh up what should he do. <laughs> On the realm, with in regard to receive, a person will fail in the mishpatim which the human mind comprehends, but you will never make mistakes in the chukim which the human mind it's beyond the human mind. And even if he makes a mistake in chukim, that will just be the the things that he can comprehend. As we see in the brackets, the marshal. I'll give you a marshal. Binyan paraduma. In regard to the red heifer, a person won't make a mistake in the laws. That you'll say, Ah, no, I don't have to make a paradum at all. I'll make a parachuma, a paralevana. He may make a mistake in the mishpatim. Just in the laws, maybe you'll say that paradum is one of the criteria that can't have a yoke on. So you may say, That's not called a yoke. In other words, whenever you're given to something that you have to make a decision, that's where you can fail. If you don't have to make decisions, that's when you'll surely succeed. In the Esroig, you'll, you'll fail in the, in the laws. Is this dry enough? Is this not dry? In any situation where there can be a level of, let me evaluate it. The same thing is in the squareness of the tefillin. And that, that's where you fail. But in terms of tefillin itself, that you have to have a black box on your head and a, on, on, on your frontanel, so then you're never going to err because those things are not open to shikaladas. Those are facts. 
So now, whenever you have, a, you have a bias, so then you'll always think of ways of getting out of it. So what happens if you want to buy an airstrike, and you're not sure if this airstrike is dry or not, but it's cheaper than the next airstrike, so all of a sudden it's perfect. If you want to see if your tefillin are straight or not, but you know it will cost a lot of money to straighten them, they're straight. And at Mistrame, if you've got a paraduma and you want to get, sell it to the Kohen Godel, and now you're not sure if it was, had, a, had a yoke on it or not, you say, Pasha didn't have a yoke. So whenever you're given over to your own decisions, that's when you fail. Yes, Adam. So in other words, by removing oneself from this world and surviving as little as possible, they might not even have the choice to make. Why do you think that if you remove yourself from the world, you have less pranasa? For most of it. You weren't, I don't think you were here yesterday. The, the, the Alta Nevada once was speaking to a, a very rich man and he said, forget your business. The Alta Nevada, when he met two Talmud of his, you missed this yesterday, so I think it's important that you hear it. He, he prayed regularly and he said to them explicitly, I hope your business burns down. Because he realized it was destroying their lives and he didn't want that to happen to his, his Talmud Nevach. So a rich man came to me and he said, but one second, if I, if I devote myself to Torah study completely, how will I make a living? To which Alta replied, I understand what the problem is. To which he said, what do you mean? He says, until now, the only reason I never pronounced it is because I spent 10 hours at the, at, at, at the job. Now, if I don't spend 10 hours at the job, where's my pronounced going to come from? He says, I'll, I'll tell you, Marshall. He was once a blacksmith. And he said, Baruch Hashem, I've been working as a blacksmith for 20 years. Baruch Hashem, I didn't become a goldsmith because I would be absolutely broke. So the person said to him, why would you be broke? He said, because since I've been working as a blacksmith, no one's ever asked me to come fix a gold ring. Well, of course they haven't. You're a blacksmith. The person who's, who's, who's trying to get Panos from one thing, so he's chosen a derech. If he chooses a different derech, Sarkoch Brok has got a different way of giving Panosa. Make a if a person chooses a different derech, he's not going to get the same Panosa. Who says? Who so, says? There was a klala. There was a klala to Adam Arishon that he possessed a pecha toichalachim. You have to go and eat with a certain variety of teeth. That klala, says in the Sistrayim, making a pranasa is a curse. Do you know that there are people that want more of the curse? They seek to be mugged with the curse. Oh, let me work a holiday. I can work 12 hours. Amazing. More curse. So, <laughs> so surely, surely it would be more, more rational for a person to be mamayat the klala, not to be mugged with the klala. So therefore the Rambam says, the Rambam says in the end of Hechel Shemitah that even though the Klalis and most people have to suffer the curse, those are people that don't want to devote themselves to the study of Torah. Those are people who want to devote themselves wholeheartedly to the study of Torah and they're doing it with sincerity and with conviction so they don't have to even think for one second about where the Parnassah will come from. The Rebbeinah Olam says that you are my chelik and you are my nachla, just like the Levim in the time of the Beis HaMikdash and the Kohenim never went out to work. They never stepped foot into a lawyer's office, neither were they financial consultants, and yet they were fine. The Rebbeinah Shalom says, if you do my work, I take care of your Parnassah.
to separate themselves completely from the world. It's only people who are sincere. People, people only merit that if they really mean it. Anyone can do it, as the Rambam continues to say, and he says, V'loi chelek levi, v'loi shevet levi bilvad, ele kolechad mi ba'a o'lam shenad v'ruchoi. We'll read the we'll read the Lashon of the Rambam. Just tell him a chazik here. Says the Rambam. V'lamelo yizach alevi benachlas eretz ubebizasu imechov. Why didn't Levi get a chelik in the land? Because they were set aside to serve Hashem. And to serve Him and to teach His straight ways. So they could show the ways to the masses. And they were separated from the ways of the world. They don't go to war. And they don't inherit and they don't work for themselves. They're the army of Hashem. Great. Then the last halachas. Then what about you? You're basing your gimel. Ah, but but you're not a levy, right? So who says that you should learn? I mean, of course, Claudius are out now with how many? Thirteen million Jews. So one and a half million Jews know Shema. What they need is they need more lawyers. Klaus Yisrael now doesn't need more people in learning devoted life to the voice of Hashem. They need actuaries. Klaus Yisrael needs more people out there in the work field. Yes? V'loi shevet Levi bilvad. And not only the tribe of Levi. Elikol ish v'ish mikol ba'olam. Any person from the world. Asher nod v'rucho oisoi. That his spirit gets him to move. And he understands that the correct thing is to stand in front of Hashem, to serve Him and to worship Him. To know Hashem. And he walks straight. Like the way it's meant to be. He does what you're meant to be doing. And he casts off from his shoulders the yoke of the, um, the many different Accountings, meaning the pursuit of a parnosa, Asher Bikshu Bnei Adam, that people seek Harizeh, Niskadesh, Kodesh, Kadoshim. He becomes holy of holies. V'yashem chelkoi v'nachloso ilo'olam. Hashem will be his portion and his inheritance forever. Ulo'olme ilo'olamim and for eternity. V'yizkeloi b'olam hazeh. Dovar ha-maspik, maspik lo. And HaKadosh Baruch will provide him with his parnos in this world. K'moshe zikah, lo-kernim levim, like he gave the kernim levim. Hare David oimer, Hashem menas chalki. God, David wasn't kernim, now you're a lady. And he said, Hashem menas chalki, koisi, ata toimich goyroli. So the Rambam says, if you want to do it, you can do it. If you want to do what you mean to do, you can. He says that if a person is sincere, etc. Right, if you're not sincere, don't try it. Uh, he also says that if, if, if that is the case, then Hashem will give him a pronos. That's that right. Means, if, if, if Hashem doesn't give him a pronos, then that perhaps is an indication that his self-evaluation with himself as being, having that spirit that's required is incorrect. And he should do tshuva and get the spirit back. Nahon. He should get the spirit back, or he should... Find the spirit inside of him. Well, again... That's one option. In other words, he could take the Billy Everett option and give up, okay. or he could strive to succeed. You're right. He can choose to pull out of the Nisoyan 
and take the Bidyevid route, or he could go for the Lachatchila. So it is his. He can bargain with the Abish. He's Rebranish Olam. I want you to do what you want to do. Help me get there. I'm sure the Abish will hear his prayers. So he says, Listen, Rebranish Olam, give me credit. Give me credit. I'm getting there. I want you to do it. I'm pretty sure that when the Rambam says, This person, the Mashmoth Rambam, the Mephoshim Adaik, is not even referring only to Jews. So when a person starts that process, I'm pretty sure he's not Adam Hashalem, because what we do for the rest of his life. But he's got the right intentions at heart, and he des- desperately wants it. So if he's not there yet, but say the Abish has got patience, and he'll help him along the way. But in our matzav now, when the entire spirit of Judaism is being extinguished day after day, can we, do we have the luxury of leaving the walls of the yeshiva? of leaving the constant study of Torah, we have that luxury available to us? That's what we can do? Or surely we should say to ourselves, we've been given a rare privilege. Hashem breathed into us the spirit of tshuva that He didn't breathe into another 11 million Jews. And that's a responsibility. And I'm going to say, yes, I'll do it in the 45 minutes in the one hour that I've got in the morning and the night. I'll wrap up a quick mincha here and there and the shachris because I have to be in work on time and I'll spend 90% of my day involved in Varim Batalim and Futani Mamish. That's what the Abishta wanted from us. That's why I breathed in the spirit of Chiva. Maybe. 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 Could be. Could be. There's an alternative uh, in the meantime, whilst I'm not there. Okay, so perhaps I can, uh, so I'll I'll go, I can cast the curse onto somebody else. The else has to work. Everyone chooses a curse for himself. Everyone, everyone chooses a curse. No one has to work. No one has to work. If all of Klai Israel would be possessed by the spirit, so that's called the way the world was meant to be. There's Yaakov and Asaph. Asaph does that work and Yaakov does this work. That's what it was meant to be. Right? So why don't you want to go for the Lachachachina? Why don't you want to purif- purify yourself and get to the level when you can say, Hashem manas chalki Why do you want to settle for a life where you, you're spiritually stalled by the incessant noise of the world which threatens to undermine absolutely everything you believe in on a minute-by-minute basis? Why wouldn't you come live in the Holy Land and surround yourself by Kedusha Vitara? How come so many of the Rishonim, including the Rambam, had professions? It's a great question. It's a great question. The question is, when they had professions, the question is, did they have career aspirations? In other words, when... when I mean, why, why does it matter? Just why, why, would, why would they even work at all? It's a good question. You know, why would they work at all? Rabbi Yechen and why would they work? Why would they work at all? Why went Adarab with these people in these Kaddish Kaddish Kaddishim? Shin Bar Yochoi, Shin Bar Yochoi. He was right. He was. Many um, men tried like him, they didn't, didn't work out for them. Was it because they just lacked the murder? Hard to say that Rashi Rambam lacked the murder. Hard to say Rashi Rambam lacked the murder. And the Rambam himself writes it, right? What the Rambam holds the hidden. I mean, the Rambam, maybe you could say it's Pikach Nefesh, like the king ordered him to be his doctor. You know, How did he become a doctor? Why did he write, spend time writing books on medicine? Was he? The kids are. We have, we have to think about life. We have to think about life. What's Ikem? What's Tafel? That's what I'm saying. Just, just opening up avenues of thought. So, so like, going. 
getting a career is not chatchila, but however, there will be like a minimum amount of status you need for your parnasa. Now that could technically be zero if Hashem provides for you while you're learning. But if you need parnasa at some point, like, it is shach to do what you can to acquire that parnasa. Okay, it's, it's, I'm saying that, again, I'm, I'm perhaps presenting things in a rather extreme way to create a little bit of balance in people's minds. People, people can't think outside of the realm of career. You have to understand that career and parnosa are two different words. You're in the wrong share. Uh, but you will be in the right share shortly. Okay, I'm sorry. If only you wait sorry, two minutes. It's okay. Um, people confuse career and parnosa. Parnosa means making a living. Career means making myself. It's a very different thing. There was never an issue. You know, there was the greatest men had the most menial of jobs. People, people, Rabbi Yochan was a sandler. Imagine you looked at a person and you saw him in a shoemaker shop. What would you say? You say, the guy's a nebach. Why is he sitting behind some fat mahogany desk with a leather top and his swivel chair? He's obviously a nebach. You see me? Career and are two different things. Parnasa means making a living and career means making yourself. It's creating a different tachlis outside of Torah. People used to have tachlis, and they used to be needed to sustain themselves. So they chose, a, they chose, they understood where their tachlis was, and they said, but I'm not, I'm not on the level that Kosh will provide me, so I have to eat out of panosa. So the Chofetz Chaim opened up his vegetable shop for as long as it would take him to get the panosa. But he didn't see these tachlis to be a greengrocer, but now people see the tachlis is to be a lawyer, a doctor, because the, the, the way to get your parnasa requires every part of your being, both quantitatively and qualitatively. So what happens is it's the modern Yator's trap that he pulls us out of the world of Torah by making careers so all encompassing. It's a terrible, terrible, terrible thing that beforehand you could be a vegetable, vegetable a green grocer, it would take up no mind space and very little time. And therefore, you could devote yourself to avoid Hashem. Now, if you want to do anything in the world, if you don't, again, it depends on how ingenious you are, but you have, to, you have to give everything you've got to that. So that robs you of your intellectual energy, that robs you of your time, that robs you of everything. You spend your, your days. People work, people work. They wake up at 6, they're working 10 hours a day, commuting. They have 45 minutes to learn a day. Yes, a daven and a quick shirt. You tell me that means that your entire life has been stolen from you. Your ruchness has been stolen from you. That's not called panasa, I'm sorry. Panasa is you work for three hours a day, you make enough to live on vita. The people say, ah, it's impossible. Say no. So let's just give up now. So we shall try to find jobs where we work two hours a day. 100%. I think if we get together, we can divide up the day between us. I want to be the CEO. <laughs> <laughs> like a center business, we'll sell like candies to other centers. Okay. Okay, I'll buy some scrap.